Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. I'm Tyler Tischler with Superior Book Promotions. And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Welcome all our listeners to episode number 141 in our series. Tonight's topic will be creating your marketing platform with our own Irene Watson. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we're talking to Irene, who's ordinarily one of the hosts, but tonight she will be our guest. And as you may or may not know, she is the managing editor of Reader Views, where avid readers can find reviews of recently published books, as well as reading interviews with authors. Her team also provides author publicity and a variety of other services specific to writing and publishing books. Among the many destinations she runs includes First Chapter Plus, Inside Scoop Live, and ReviewTheBook.com. In addition to interviews, her team also produces press releases and book videos and many other products. She is also the author of The Sitting Swing, Finding Wisdom to Know the Difference, and a co-author of Rewriting Life Scripts, Transformational Recovery for Families of Addicts. Well, welcome back, Irene. Well, thanks, Victor. And hi, Tyler. Hi, Irene. Um, let's let's get started with well, finding out what an author platform is. I know I've, I've heard you say many times that you ask authors when they get ready to um, do their marketing what a plat what what is their platform, and they kind of just give you a what are you talking about response. So, right. Well, one thing is it's not a deck on an eight wheeler or eighteen wheeler truck. That is for sure. <laughs> what it really is is how you are going to reach out to your audience or how you plan to do so in some cases. So basically what it is, it is your authority or how you're able to persuade the audience to buy your book. And um, this is sort of like a multifaceted book marketing venue and it gives the author the credibility and also puts them just that notch above other authors in the same genre. And um, one thing that I need to also mention that it's a lot of the large publishing companies and agents require a marketing platform or an author platform before they would even consider looking at the manuscript. So there's a, that's a very important aspect of for an author to have. Um, why why is the publisher adamant about that? Um, what, like why would an author need to have that up 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 front when the when the publisher set up like marketing plans for the author? Right. In most cases, authors are have to do a lot of the marketing themselves, even though many of the larger publishers may give, uh, you know, pay the author, give them a, um, some type of a fee up front, and it could be a lot of money, it could be just a little bit, but what the, uh, the publisher expects is the author to do the publicity out of that fee. And... Basically, the publisher looks at the author and to see if this is a good investment because, after all, the publisher is in there to, they're in the business. They are to make money, and they're not going to take an author that doesn't have a platform, that has no marketing venue 
or any marketing plans because that would just be a really dumb business decision. So what they look at is what will that author do, what will they do to bring in the money, what will they do to sell the book. Okay, so could we could we compare it to like uh, going in for a job interview? Um, the platform is your is your interview to prove that you have the skills for to do the job. Exactly, it would be like a CV, uh, more so than a resume. It would be more like a, a CV. Okay, so what what would you do first to um, to create a platform? Like, can you give us an example, maybe with a oh, like a, a specific mm-hmm. kind of like if it's a romance novel or a self-help book, what, what would you do with that book to create your platform? Well, the first thing is, regardless if it's a self-help or a, a, you know, a fiction or a non-fiction, is to define who the target audience is. Because there isn't such a thing as everybody should read my book, although I hear that over and over and over again. And that's really putting ourselves as the author on a very large pedestal all by ourselves because... Let's face it, if I asked that same author and said, you know, would would you be interested in reading every genre that comes out? Of course, the answer is no. So what you have to do is refine that and really narrow it down and focus on the target audience and who are you writing to and who is actually interested in any of the information you have to share, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And so that's the basic, basic, basic step of uh, defining the target audience. Great. So I've got my target audience defined. It's it's people that want to learn Southwestern cooking. What, what do I do now? What do you do now? You build yourself a presence. So you start with things like um, looking at what can you really provide for them and First of all, is your brand, and we talked about that uh, last week with Paul McNeese, and I urge that the um, listeners actually go and listen to that particular segment, so I'm not really going to go into a lot about the branding because he covered a lot of that, and that is really important, and it could be different things, as we had talked about last week, was it could be maybe a tagline or it could be the photo. And he used some examples. So, for instance, in my case, my brand, I use the tagline of rewriting life scripts, and I have that on my blog. And that's basically where I'm branding and where, you know, what I write about. So, the next thing in your platform is looking at what kind of reputation do you have and what are you known for and how credible are you? And this is where you have to really, really zero in and look at yourself and see what you have to offer to that potential reader. It could be things like maybe specialized training or specialized knowledge or some research that you have done. And it could be, you know, research on, let's say, if you're writing a book about vampires or you're talking about uh, Southwestern cooking. Okay, so, you know, um, what research have you done? Did you live in the Southwest? Do you have a background? If not, maybe you've done some research or maybe you've went to a culinary school and learned so these, all these things are sort of giving you the basis of credibility. And you need to really just zero that in so that you have that base, that credibility, and that's really, really important. 
And uh, the other t- thing is um, looking at who are your connections. Do you have a mailing list? Is it just maybe 10 or 20 people that are only family? Or have you actually, over time, as you've been writing this book, started collecting a mailing list? And it's really important to have an opt-in mailing list so that people actually want to get information from you. So it could be, you know, expanding then. It could be maybe clients. It could be potential um, readers. It could be family. It could be prospects. You know, this just goes on and on. And... Then you also make connections with influential people, maybe somebody, other authors in the field that you're writing in, like and you said uh, Southwest and Cooking. So, you know, maybe there are some restaurants, chefs in restaurants that you can connect with and ask for their help or use them as uh, part of your platform or, you know, book reviewers, bloggers, media forum, just get known and connect with these influential people. The other thing is uh, the connections, have connections on, let's say, um, online networks such as uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, blogs, you know, have a following, start blogging, uh, actually start blogging at the same time as you're writing your first chapter of your book and uh, belonging to associations. I mean, there's just so many different things to to get your platform going, and basically a platform has three basic things, and that's your brand, your reputation, and your connections. Okay, so that's the uh, the foundation, I take it. That's right. And so break it down step by step. How do we how do we get there? Okay. Well, the first thing is I just mentioned you create your audience. Or your, pardon me, you identify your audience. Who are you writing to? And really, that is so important to be really clear because, as I mentioned earlier, it's not everybody. It is not everybody. You identify your audience. Then you decide what do you want to accomplish with your book. Set your goals. What is it? You know, do you want? Uh, how many do you want to sell? What audience do you want to reach? What is the purpose of this book? Just really look at that and be really clear. And then you launch a website. Now, I know that many authors do not understand that they need a website. It's extremely important to have a website. This is just like having a product that you want to sell, but you don't have a store. It's no different. You have a product, and that's the book. The website is your storefront. You need a store to have people come to buy a product. And... You know, it's online. It's not actually a physical store. It's a website, and it's there. The other thing is launch your a blog. It's really important to have a blog, too. Now, it could be incorporated with your website, or it could be a separate entity on its own. But have a blog. Keep it active three times minimum per week to have entries so that it's out there, so that it's optimized, so that all the search engines see the activity on it, and they'll say, oh, there's activity on this blog. Let's stop here. Let's spider it. Let's get the information. If there's no activity, it gets um, passed by. The activity is important so that the search engines can then look at the information and categorize you and hopefully put you on the first or second page of uh, the search engine. The... um, other thing is have a newsletter or something that some type of a connection to your 
list that you have, your email list. Sign up for social networking, as I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And that's the basis. That's how you start creating your platform. And then you start building the marketing platform when you have all those things in place. Irene, I'm mm-hmm. interested in what you're saying in terms of, um, I, I was, you know, I have a newsletter. Yes. Sometimes I get frustrated and I think, is, is there any point in my doing this? <laughs> as soon as I'm like, I'm going to quit doing this, somebody will, will actually contact me through my newsletter and want me to edit their book or mm-hmm. will buy one of my books. And, uh, and those people are not necessarily the people that are my friends on Facebook. So um, in, in terms of defining your audience, I, I think it's interesting. Your audience may be in different, may want you to communicate with them in different ways. Exactly, and yes, yes, because you know Facebook is different. It's a totally different type of a social network, and we put different things on Facebook. Twitter, 140 characters only, totally different. Newsletter, different again. So these are three different types of platforms that to use. And in, in terms of defining your audience, um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering too. In terms of like uh, the age group that your audience yes. is. You may have, you may have younger, you may have older members of your audience, and they may want to be connected with, or, or you can reach them in different ways. Exactly, exactly, and um, it, it, you know, and that's really what you just said, Tyler, is extremely important because, and that's by knowing your audience and by using these different uh, social networks you are contacting different type, different audiences. And it's really important to cover all bases and not only one. Um, can, can you give us some examples then of, uh, like maybe just some examples of author platforms? Sure. Oh. Through different genres or? Well, <laughs> you know, the easiest type of example of an author platform is to be famous. But... Let's face it, most of us aren't. And so we're not a household name, so we have to really work at it. So if we were famous, we wouldn't even have to worry about any of this because I'm sure that some of the Hollywood people that write, somebody else writes their memoir and they put it out there, you know, they already have a platform that we really cares. So one of the uh, things that um, is important is speaking engagements. People, we're in a society right now that um, we need that connection. We need the connection with real people. And speaking engagements is really one way that's really important because it gets us out there. It gets us to show our potential readers that we are real. And, uh, you know, what I've also heard is a lot of times the authors will say, I have nothing to talk about. I'm writing a fiction book. But they do have something to talk about because what they do is they can take, let's say they're writing about vampires. That seems to be a big thing right now. So in order to write that book, they've done some research. And quite often they've done enough research that they have become an expert in vampires. And they know a lot about vampires. And so they can talk about vampires. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because um, just like, well, when I wrote my my King Arthur novel that I haven't published yet. When I started out, I realized this is going to take a lot of research. Yeah. And I was in graduate school at the time, so I thought, well, I might as well write my master's thesis. 
nuts about this because yeah. I have to do all this research. So I, I mean, I to, to write a novel, I really had to become an expert on the subject. And the result in that case was I have a novel plus I ended up publishing a a nonfiction book about King Arthur too. There you go. And so because of your expertise and all the research that you had to do. You got two books, but not only that, now you can go and speak to people. You can go into classrooms, probably, and speak, you know, when now uh, the schools are uh, studying about King Arthur era, or just in general, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, website, you know, I mentioned before you know, the importance of a website and a blog, and there again, that's, you know, those two items are part of a platform. And important, important, important part. Do, do you have um, do you have suggestions in terms of, of a platform, and or in terms of specifics with a website and the platform? I hear lots of people um, who do like WordPress and their website, or are, are there certain things on a on a website that make up part of an author? Uh, yes, there are. And first, we'll talk about a website. The home page is extremely important, and this is the first landing page. And, you know, authors really need to concentrate on making that particular page someplace where it's going to attract the, uh, the potential reader. It's going to show them that who this person is, that he, uh, the person is an author, and possibly maybe, you know, a speaker or a mentor or whatever else they do. It's sort of where the potential reader can go and find out all about the author, but, of course, about the book or books that that author has written. And this is where they find the bio and they find if there's other books that have been written by this particular author. It's all there. They have also should have a media kit, and this is a really important part on the website because if the media is interested, if, for instance, uh, they hear about the author or if you're doing some pitches to the media, it's important to have a media kit on the website. And the media kit would include things like a high-resolution, large-size book cover, a high-resolution of the author uh, headshot. It would have a good synopsis on it. It would have a news release that can be used or tweaked by that particular media. It would have the bio. It would have maybe some uh, uh, blurbs or reviews that others have done about the book. It would have a sell sheet that has all the information for the book, the ISBN, the the amount, the, the price it is, uh, the size of it, everything on there. You could also have things like uh, a video or, you know, if you've done any podcast interviews, all that can be in there so that when the media goes, they can go to one page and find all those things on that particular page. And, and you said, you know, if the, if the media hears about the book, but I'm, I'm guessing that that's really helpful, too, if, um, oh, say, some, something in current events, like say you wrote a book about hurricanes and looking for a hurricane expert. Yes. Because of, of, well, the hurricane named for you that you <laughs> So they, they yeah. Google hurricane and the author and they find your, your media kits there and they know you're prepared to come and talk to them. Exactly, exactly. And this is where a blog is really important. And for instance, okay, so 
you know, the author is writing about hurricanes, and of course, this last one that we just had was very devastating in some of the areas that just don't have hurricanes or tornadoes. And so this is where the information, you know, start um, populating the Internet with the blog and the information so that this the blog is constantly being indexed and so that the media, if they are doing a search or anybody else that wants to possibly write a blog or do some connections or do an interview, you know, the information is there. And if the keywords are done right and the information goes out to the search engines, you're, you're liable to be found. I've, I've got a question. Um, actually, Tyler and I have both been working with this gentleman who is uh, a humorist in the style of Dave Barry, but he's also passionate about uh, uh, traumatic brain injury. And I'm, I'm wondering, can we make one platform with two messages or... How can we reconcile these things into just one platform? Wow. Well, I think you could do it into one platform, and uh, especially if the author has uh, some experience himself, and he, um, which I'm assuming that because of his knowledge, he does have uh, a traumatic brain injury. Is that right? Right, right. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. And he's also a comedian, so what he can do is really turn that around and make really light of it and therefore create that platform combining the two. I think that with his own experience, he can use his own experience and laugh at that because, as we know, you know, and we had... um, we, you and I had interviewed somebody that had talked about uh, using humor, writing humor, and it's like if we can bring in reality into it, especially something about ourselves, it can get to be funny. And I think that because of that, I think that he can successfully do that. Yeah, and it, it might actually, uh, both messages might go further because of yes. the way that if they're they're put together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to throw in an anecdote about uh, the necessity of of communicating to people how they want to be communicated with. There was, I, I haven't looked it up, but there was a professor last year who got in some serious hot water because he refused to get on Twitter, and all of his students want to communicate with him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Students, I mean, you know, Twitter. A lot of the younger people use Twitter, and he needed to really conform because that's that's the platform that they want to use. And, uh, yeah, yeah. One other thing uh, for the platform is really good is uh, a podcast audience. And one thing to do is become the interviewer yourself as an author. And, uh, you know, there are different block talk radio, for instance, uh, they do charge now for uh, a space on the podcast system, but it's really quite minimal. So it, it's good to get yourself out there by interviewing others in the genre that you've written about. Now, Tyler, you had mentioned, you know, um, writing about King Arthur and all the research you did. So you could actually create a podcast station, use Blog Talk Radio or any others, or just have one of your own and interview other authors or experts. And this creates 
a lot of uh, followers too because then it's very targeted in for the people that are interested in particular in King Arthur so and the yeah, same of course oh go ahead Victor uh, I would say our, our friend Alan Smith and his Unbreak Your Health show. Yes. I mean, he wrote an encyclopedia of alternative health, and then he turns around and does these very highly edited 20-minute interviews with the leading figures. So exactly, exactly, and um, that's great. That is a great platform because he's out there, and podcasts are something that people listen to. A lot of people listen to podcasts while they're working. A lot of them can be downloaded into MP3s or whatever. And, you know, the commutes to work sometimes, there could be an hour to an hour and a half, and people listen to talk shows that they have recorded or MP3 or whatever, you know, whatever download system they've used. Yeah, I actually listened to this podcast called The Film Junk, and it's two and a half hours long, which sounds crazy, but, you know, I just listened to 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, and it, uh-huh. it uses up a lot of dead time in the week where I'm just sitting in the car and, and whatnot. Exactly, exactly. Actually, I started doing things like that when uh, I had about a 45-minute drive to work at one point, and that was way back when cassettes, you remember cassettes? <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to the library and get a week, week's worth of cassettes and listen, you know, and so it's still, like, that hasn't phased away. We just use a different system. So one thing I wanted to mention, too, that I was talking about speaking engagements, but also facilitating workshops, seminars, classes, that's really great for a platform, too. And also even starting up, like, groups, starting something, going to your library and saying, what do you need? You know, tell me what it is that you need. Do you need some type of a group? Can I start a group for you? That's a great place to uh, do uh, start, uh, you know, creating your platform too. Uh, join service organizations, civic groups, hobby clubs, reading clubs. Get out there and get known, or even lead a fiction club or a writing club, or work with children. Anything to get you out there. Right. You want to stay out of the bookstore. That's a bad place to be. I had an author this week who said she really wanted to do a big book tour for her next book. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your message is about empowerment, so reach out to you know women's groups, domestic violence shelters, yeah. things like that, people who really need to hear your message, and they will eat it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Of um, of reaching out, I had an author whose book I edited just the other day contact me. She was very um, disheartened because she had talked to several authors that had blogs, and they had said, "Oh, well, when your book comes out, we'll have you on our blog. We'll interview you or whatever." And um, so she contacted one of these authors, and they said, "Don't contact me anymore." I don't know why, but she just was, like, afraid to talk to anybody else after that. And I said, don't just let one person stop you from spreading your message. Exactly. But I'm I'm wondering, you talked about, like, uh, getting in touch with celebrities or Mm -hmm. or different different connections. Are there... Are there certain ways in, in terms of getting those connections that are perceived as appropriate versus not appropriate... Well, has that changed with social media? Like, can you just I think, write Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> well, there's a list that you can buy online that has all the celebrities and their agents 
And uh, apparently, and it seems to me, Victor, we, you and I had interviewed somebody probably about a year or so ago. And oh, yeah, Jacqueline Marcel, I believe it That's was. it. That's it. And she has a list that is available, but for a price, of course. But she is one that's really an advocate of that. And then you can, you, you can go to other sites and buy a list. And also, I have looked at these lists and particular celebrities. Now, I don't know if they're even knowing that. I don't know if they know that they are on that list, but maybe their agent has put them on the list, but that they will endorse specific types of genres only. So, you know, that's oh. one way to go. Yeah, yeah. One that thing, makes sense, though, because I'm uh, surprised sometimes by the movie stars that I see endorsing, you know, on commercials and wondering why they're endorsing that product. Well, it probably depends on how much they get paid. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's it's the bottom line. It is the bottom line. So, and especially if they haven't had a movie role or a TV role, you know, recently, and um, they get paid for a commercial, of course. So, one thing I wanted to mention is also, you know, people that write novels, and especially if they write um, about specific areas, maybe in the United States or maybe in other foreign countries, that it's really important to go to that particular place and you can put that on your platform. Uh, you know, if you're writing something about Greece, my favorite country, and it's important to go there, experience the culture, know the islands, know the people, and then that can be part of your platform because that already gives you a cut above maybe another author that is writing about Greece that has never traveled there, that only has read about it or has done research. So things like that, it's just one little thing, and uh, but it's important. Yeah, that, that makes me think of, um, well, on my, my website, I have lots of pictures of England from uh, my King Arthur website, Arthurian sites, I've visited mm-hmm. things along that end, and, uh, you know, today you could over and make up, make yourself a video or something. Right. Going to the Parthenon or whatever it is. Exactly, and it gives credibility because me as a reader, when I see that, that gives me credibility and it gives me the feeling that when I, whatever I read in that book that you have written, that it must be true because you've been there. And I can sort of do an armchair travel too at the same time through you. I, Irene, what are, do you have any suggestions as as far as what not to do making a platform? Are there are there mistakes that you know of that authors have made? Yeah, the biggest mistake is is not to have one. <laughs> Bottom line, <laughs> you know, um, there are so many things that can go on the platform, and the mistake is is not having one or not thinking about it, and that's it. I mean. You know, just basically what it is is creative imagination. And as authors, we have that creative imagination. If we can write a book, that means that we had to have some creative imagination. Sit down and start thinking about what to put on a platform and what your platform can be. Uh, you know, there's just so many, so many things that people don't even think about. And that's like I had mentioned, uh, you know, belonging to a service organization or a civic group. That gives a potential reader something just to say, wow, you know, this person belongs to the Rotary Club, and oh, gosh, uh, he's won an award from the Rotary Club as the, you know, attendance, full attendance all year, never missed a meeting. 
that's really important, and it just gives that author that little edge of credibility. It, yeah, and I would think that would also, um, it gives a lot of the readers a, a connecting point, because anybody that's been a Rotary Club is going to say, oh, well, this person yes. is okay, they belong to a Rotary Club, or, or maybe I would like her book, because she was a Girl Scout, and I was a Girl Scout way back Right, then. and that book may have nothing to do with Girl Scouts, but there's that connection, and it makes that connection. And this is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the era of connecting with people. It's really important for us. This is why the reality shows are so big. They've been big for quite a few years because we as watchers of that reality show can go in there and live through that, you know, whatever is happening or be there, and we can relate to that person. Right. Uh, there's also some ways to to forge local media connections. I know here in Michigan, uh, Michigan Public Radio, which is a pretty big deal. They have like you know four or five stations, and they've been actually canvassing people, that saying you know if you're an expert in in a particular area, we want to know about it. So maybe we can use you uh, on a storyline sometime in the future. Exactly. Exactly. Let them know what you're an expert in, and. I just I can't imagine any author that has written a book that is not an expert in something because there's got to be some research that has to be done or some experience or you know especially in nonfiction books um, especially self help for instance there's got to be some kind of a foundation and that automatically right. gives them a you, you know, can even be unemployed and be an, an an expert in being unemployed how to survive unemployment exactly no? exactly. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Not a trivial thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right now, you know, an expert in unemployment is probably somebody that is going to be very popular because there are a lot of people that are struggling and um, they're looking for ideas on how to survive. Well, I think we're to the point where we ask you if you have any uh, advice that you would like to leave our listeners with. Okay, well... I think, um, let's see, be authentic. I think that that's one of the very important things, to be authentic, to give your reader the value, be creative, be consistent, and the bottom line is have fun. Create your platform. Just know who you're creating it for. Well, that's a good point. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to do it well. Exactly, exactly. Online is fun. All right. Thanks, everyone. This wraps up another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next episode, How to Sell Books to Schools with Barbara Tichel. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views and Loving Healing Press. And for Superior Book Promotions in Marquette, Michigan, I'm Tyler Tischler. And I'm Victor Wolfman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening. <laughs>